All right, welcome to episode four of the Divine Line podcast with yours truly, Tyler Divine. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rural and Rural Realtors. That is a mouthful. Uh, keeping clients safe is a top priority for Joe. Whether you're buying or selling, he has a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tours. Joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or joegaffey at ruralhomes.com. You can also visit joegaffey.rulehomes.com. Uh, big thanks to Joe for being the first sponsor of the Divine Line podcast. Um, it's a it's a big step, and uh, hopefully we can get we can get more on here. Um, today's guest is Iowa football commit in the 2021 class, Arlen Bruce, out of Kansas City. Uh, he's rated three stars by Rivals. He was the Kansas City area football player of the year last year. Uh, committed to Iowa in April. Uh, talked to him about f- for about 20 or so minutes. Um, it was really good. Um, not just about football, about some of the stuff going on with the Iowa football program right now. Um, and, you know, he seemed pretty positive about it. We had a press conference yesterday with Gary Barta and Kirk Ferentz. Um, not a whole lot of new news about it. I'll get to some of that stuff later. Um, there, we... We're given a copy of the release, the independent review done by Hush Blackwell, the law firm out of, funny enough, Kansas City. Um, and there's some stuff in there that, that was confusing to me, as in I am confused as to why Chris Doyle is seen as the scapegoat. In fact, current and former players said in this report that they didn't think that Doyle should be the scapegoat, and it wasn't just a Chris Doyle problem. So that part was very confusing to me. Um, When you have, you know, other assistant coaches, Brian Ferentz and Seth Wallace, implicated in this stuff, um, it just... Now, granted, there's another independent review going on within the university uh, for individuals. I think it's pretty safe to say... It's Kirk, Brian, Seth Wallace, and, and Doyle. Obviously, Doyle's not there anymore, but they were given four personnel files um, by that, that law firm. So we'll see if anything comes out of that. Um, but, yeah, for now, we'll uh, get right into Arlen Bruce. Uh, thanks a lot to him for joining, and, uh, yeah, enjoy. All right, I'm here with Kansas City receiver Arlen Bruce, uh, 2021 Iowa football commit. Uh, thanks for coming on, Arlen. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, so you are playing receiver, and you come from a pretty good lineage of receivers. Um, you know, your, your dad's cousin, right, is Isaac Bruce, former Rams receiver. Your dad played in the, the CFL and a little bit in the NFL. Um, I'm kind of curious what they were like throughout the recruiting process for you. Yeah. Um, as far as like my dad, it's kind of the same situation with me. Um, high school played running back first. And then, um, I think he didn't really make the switch to receiver until, um, he was at Minnesota. So, uh, he played, he originally went to, um, Hutch community college and played running back there. And then, um, after I think one or two years, um, went to Minnesota for two years and played receiver. So. I think I think we played kind of the same and both had to make a position change. 
so um side note here my computer apparently hates zoom so we may lose connection briefly at some point it happened it's happened in the first three podcasts i've done so okay. just, if that happens just bear with me i apologize um uh, did you when you were getting recruited by iowa who who was your main recruiter uh coach copeland what's your relationship like with him me and him are really close uh, i text him about everything um and you know what was it always the plan for you to play receiver from the beginning when they first contacted you or was it kind of receiver D back running back? No. So originally um, I wanted to play running back. Um, and then I, I went on my first visit to Iowa and coach, he coached looked at me and he was like, are you sure running backs like what you want to play? And I was like, you know what? I actually would rather play receiver. So uh, since then, he's just been recruiting me. He recruited me as a receiver. Um, my top my, – my final two when I was making my decision was Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State, uh, more of an all-purpose back, um, was the role I was going to be taking. And Iowa receiver, so I just – I like that idea more. And, you know, I – you know, you won the Kansas City Football Player of the Year last year. Um why why do you think you didn't have more offers? Yeah, that's that's I get that question a lot. I'm not really sure to be honest. Um K-State um they they didn't want to offer me until after I committed. KU I'm not really sure. It's it's weird. Usually like you get the um in-state colleges that offer you first before any other. I'm I'm not sure. And you know, you mentioned your dad played at Minnesota. I mean, is this you know, now his son's going to Iowa. I mean, is this kind of kind of tough for him, or is he kind of just kind of put that behind him? Nah, um, I don't. I don't really. Um, I don't talk to him that much, but he doesn't really. He doesn't really care. He's just like Big Ten. It's whatever. Did you ever get to see him play in yeah. Canada? Yeah, I, I went to a lot of the games in Canada. Um, I think I was I was a baby or like two years old or something like that when he played briefly with the 49ers. I, I feel like I remember that, but I'm not sure. Um, do you have any memories of watching Isaac Bruce play? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh-uh. No, I just remember playing uh, Madden with him. Uh, are you guys close, you and you and Isaac? Uh, he's like my fourth or fifth cousin. I've never even – I've never spoke to him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so – you know, this is your dad went through the recruiting process. I mean, what did he kind of tell you as you were going through it? Yeah, he he, he told me to just pay attention to people because um, some people are fake about things. They'll lie to you and get you to come to their program. So um, he always told me to just make sure to um, pay attention to who's real and who's telling you the truth and do the research on those type of things. And I, I've kind of noticed um, – you've been pretty active on Twitter with, with other guys that are committed to Iowa or considering Iowa. Is that something, does the coaching staff kind of encourage you to do that? Or is that something you just kind of took upon yourself to do? Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's just on uh, myself and other um, commits. Um, I feel like with what's been going on, they let us have um, more freedom on Twitter because they obviously everyone knows that, um, they weren't really allowed to have that that freedom that they have now. So, yeah, it's, it's just all me. It really hasn't been the coaching staff. 
kind of speaking of that, that Twitter ban that's now been lifted, you know, things are slowing down a little bit. We had a press conference yesterday. Um, when all this stuff first came out in June, did you, what was your first reaction and, and, you know, kind of take me through that. Yeah. At first um, I was just confused probably like everyone. Um, I wanted answers. I wanted to know what was real. Um, if everything that was said was, was factual. Um, so I, I asked, I asked um, coach Copeland being a black coach there, how he felt. I asked Tyrone Tracy um, about his experience. Um, if he, if he felt there was any racism. Um, yeah, I just, I talked to coach Ferentz, talked to coach Brian Ferentz. So I just made sure I asked as many questions as I could. Did you ever have any reservations about, you know, there's, it seems like most of the guys that I've talked to that are not committed still, you know, still considering Iowa have, you know, they've given me pretty positive feedback on, you know, coaches reaching out to them and, kind of wanting to be a part of that change. Was that your reaction? Do you have any reservations at all? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I want to be a part of the change too. Um, you've seen those leadership groups that have been formed. Like I'm interested in being a part of the change moving forward and taking like a bigger step in the program. Um, now when you get here, do you have any idea what you want to study? I'm not sure. I was thinking about doing, so I'm in the sports medicine program right now at my school but I'm not sure I want to continue doing that. Um, do you have any other, you know, ideas? I know. I mean, obviously you're young. I mean, I didn't know what to do when I was 16, 17 years old. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to go in undecided. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, and do you, I haven't seen anything about uh, football in, in Olathe or the Kansas city area. Are they, is there any, with the pandemic and everything, is that still, on do they do you know yet uh so our um our thing's called Keisha that's like the head high school athletics thing so Keisha passed a thing that said all um all everything starting on time August 17th is what when our normal practice starts and our first game is um September 4th but the thing is um the superintendent of Olathe has to approve of that too because our first day of school is like September 7th or 8th. So we'd be playing um, before school even starts. So we're just waiting to see what he says. And if he says yes, then um, we're good to go. Are you guys doing in-person classes or online or like a combination? Yeah, I think right now, I think we have like a week to pick. I think I'm going to do in-person because I just have one semester left and don't want to spend my last semester of high school at home. Um, you're, are you planning on enrolling early? Yes, sir. I'll be there in January. Right on. Uh, do you know of anybody else in that class that is? I think there's a couple. Jordan Oladokun, maybe? Yeah, Jordan. Um, I think Keegan, Keegan's trying to. I think he is. Um, Justice Sullivan. Um, I think, um, Joey might try to, but I'm not, I don't know who else is, like, confirm that they are but i i am for sure i was i was thinking about this a, a few minutes ago before we got on uh this class your class has four guys i think that at least that pl whose fathers played at border rivals uh -huh. of iowa yeah or in-state rivals i mean justice's dad played basketball at iowa state 
Um, you know what? Uh, I don't even know what to ask you about it. I mean, what you know? What are the, your thoughts on that? How, is that? I don't know. That's, if just, I'm that's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I, like um, for Keegan's situation, I know his was him living in Nebraska and his dad going to Nebraska. I, I saw like a lot of the hate comments on his Twitter. It was crazy. Well, his dad me, was a big time player in Nebraska too. I mean, he was on some good yeah. teams. Yeah. So for him, it was probably harder. But for me, I didn't really experience anything like. Yeah, but for Keegan, I know he got a lot of hate. Yeah, I remember asking him if, if maybe his dad was going to be wearing a Nebraska shirt underneath an Iowa shirt at, at that game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, Nebraska fans are crazy, and him living there, especially, I know that was really tough. I know I asked you earlier about why you don't think you got more offers and do you think you think Kansas City gets kind of overlooked a little bit oh, I definitely. feel like like Jimon Colbert's from Kansas City or the oh. Kansas City area I mean and he didn't have a ton of offers either if I remember correctly but he's turned out to be a a four you know three or four down starter at Iowa yeah do you think yeah. Kansas City kind of gets overlooked definitely definitely I don't care what anyone says Kansas City is one of the most overlooked places and we have what's crazy is we have a lot of we have a lot of people that can play that sadly don't because we're underlooked because they're like oh what's in Kansas or like um some of them are from Missouri what's on the west side of Missouri nothing like that's just people's mindsets I think uh the only thing I really know about Kansas City is barbecue and uh, uh what's that place Frontierland I don't, I don't there's trust. a there's a big there's a big like because uh, my I have family in Oklahoma we used to drive through Kansas City on the way and there's this big uh, theme park there that I, I forgot what it's called but I always wanted to stop I mean what besides the barbecue and stuff I mean what do what do people not know about Kansas City me specifically yeah um, there's there's a lot more like so people when they think Kansas they think um, farmlands things like that. But um, so I I don't live in Kansas City. Obviously, you know that I live like thirty minutes away. Right. Um, so, yeah, just I think all the schools there's there's talent every every year at every Olathe school every every basically every school there is in the city. Um, we have basketball talent, baseball talent, and it seems like literally not not just football but every sport like. There's there's guys you th you see that can go D one that that don't go, and maybe if like they move somewhere else they like get offered right away. So I one of my friends he went to um, school called Blue Valley Northwest. He moved to Texas and goes to Marcus High School. Um, he blew up. He had like over thirty offers right when he got. Yeah. Um, are you a Chiefs fan? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, any thoughts on Patrick Mahomes being the fourth? Number four on the NFL top 100. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you if you had to choose objectively speaking, would you take Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Mahomes. Who would you rather? Who would you rather you throw any of the ball? Mahomes. Mahomes, definitely. What about on Madden? Mahomes. All right. Because yeah, the throw and the run, like Lamar. He can throw. A lot of people say he can just run. He can throw. But I'd rather have Mahomes because of the the tight windows he puts it in. Yeah, accuracy. And, um, you know, you're 
is there anybody in the 21 class that you're kind of I know you were tweeting tweeting about Gunner Helm. Obviously, you went to Texas. You know, you tweeted that. You know, why wouldn't you want to come to Iowa and play tight end? Is there anybody that you're like on? You know, contact and that you want to join because the class is almost full. There's 17 guys in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still kind of on Thomas, but um, it kind of seems like he's kind of drifting away. But I'm still going to try to get him. Who are the other guys in your class that are kind of like getting getting after guys, you know, doing the recruiting themselves? Yeah. Uh, Brody, um, he lives in Iowa. Mm -hmm. That was Thomas. Um, Cooper. Mm -hmm. I see Brody and Cooper are – especially Cooper. Cooper is definitely one of the biggest ones. Jeff Bowie. Yeah. Um, Did you see that Brody threw 96 miles an hour? The other night? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I thought it was 98. Well, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It was, and, it, like, not like, 16 strikeouts. Yeah, well, it was after 111 pitches. Yeah. So, I mean, did you know he could throw heat like that? No, I didn't. And then I, did, I didn't see it until uh, Coach Copeland texted us in the uh, receivers group chat. And I was like, yo, Brody's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, is there, do you play any other sports? Yeah, I play uh, baseball and basketball, but I'm not very good at basketball. Um, and I was, I was going to run, um, track this year instead of baseball to get faster. Um, so, yeah. what position do you play in baseball? Center field. Um, did you guys, did you guys have a season this summer? No, we didn't. Oh, this, this summer? I, yeah, I, I stopped playing, um this past year to run track and I just I was like I'm not even going to college for baseball so I'm not going to play this summer so yeah I guess yeah they they had tournaments yeah they had tournaments this summer though um so what it you know no camps this summer can you hear me yeah I can hear you now all right um no camps this summer no visits what do you kind of what do you kind of do into pass the time when you're not working on football yeah um I watch film with coach Copeland watch some practice film um get on the phone with the rest of the coaches um I know right now coach Copeland's really busy so I've been watching film in a while so I've just been watching like some of the games on YouTube and while like watching the full games and um watching like Nico Regani and Tyrone Tracy, because I'll be in that slot area. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. And that and homework, my English class that I've been doing so I can graduate. Um, I know I've probably asked you this before, but, you know, you were down to Iowa and Iowa State. Was it just that you wanted to play receiver, or was there something else that – what drew you to Iowa over Iowa State? It was also the um, strength and conditioning program. And you take a look at the numbers about – I know, like, a lot of receivers haven't been put in the NFL from Iowa, but that's changing this year with Amir, Brandon. Yeah. So, the strength the strength program, just the numbers of um, – the, the numbers that they produce and just, yeah, things like that. And, I mean, I mean I, it doesn't seem like 
I don't know what they've told you, but it doesn't seem like even with Coach Doyle gone, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of changes to the strength program. I'm sure it's most of those guys have worked under him for years anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, the one who took over, he's been there for 11 years with Coach Doyle, so he knows what he's doing. Okay, so just it was just Thomas. Thomas is it Fidone? Fidone? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say it either. <laughs> it's an Italian name, I guess. Uh, yeah. Just him. That's who you guys are. You guys are all trying to get into the in the twenty one class right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. I don't. I don't know anyone else. We were trying to get on Gunner, and I was talking to Gunner. I I thought he was going to come, but uh, I guess not. But yeah, just mainly Thomas. Cool. Um, and you've been to Iowa City before. Yes, sir. Um, did you get? much of a chance to go around town and stuff and or was it mostly you I mean back then you, you know when you were here it was you could actually visit visit mm -hmm. um, did you get any chance to see any of the stuff around town you know and anything that stood out to you yeah I've only I've been there twice so I think the first time I came was in December and I came back in February um, February I came and tried on the uniform and um, I I don't we didn't really get to tour the campus so I kind of drove around the campus myself so I really I'm I'm really excited to go back because I haven't even been to a game and I have been really seen like most of the campus but um because I was I wasn't expecting to commit this early so yeah I'm I'm really excited to go back I haven't really seen anything in that same vein um you know why did you choose not to wait well, see, we had – they had um, – it was more of, like, spots and losing losing my spot. So, um, they were only taking three receivers. Um, yeah, it was just – it was a crazy – it's a situation I can't really talk about because it was, a, like, a receiver that committed. So, then me and Brody committed at the same time, and that filled the spot up. Then I guess I can speak about it because it doesn't really matter anymore. And then that receiver decommitted, so um, and then Keegan came. So, and did you expect? I mean, there was a huge recruiting boom in April for you guys. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. even remember how between you know the beginning of April and like the first week of May. It was like it seemed like every four days I was writing a story. I mean, did you guys all expect that, or did that kind of come as a surprise to you? Yeah, that was a surprise to me, too. I think that happened with a lot of programs because of COVID and not being able to visit in spots. Um, a lot of people were feeling, like, panicked they were going to lose their spots. So I think that's why, like, a lot of people committed everywhere. All right. And what uh, – I'm going to steal steal something from my boss here. He has a radio show, uh, and they always ask guys that they have on the radio, if you had to pick one musical act to fill up Kinnick Stadium, who would it be? One what? Musical act to fill Kinnick Stadium for a concert. Who would you choose? Musical act. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if you know. Do you know who Little Baby is? I feel like I've. I you know I follow all you guys on Twitter, so I feel like I've yeah. probably heard Nate. I I couldn't name a song of his. Yeah, I know Tech Nine. Oh, you know Tech Nine. <laughs> yeah, from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably Lil Baby. Yeah, that's my favorite rapper. Okay. I've, that might be a first for that question, actually. Really? Uh, well, a lot of guys choose, you know, country acts. Uh, uh, Coach Ferentz chose Bruce Springsteen, I think. 
Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen to country. <laughs> I don't listen to country at all. All right. Hey, appreciate your time, Arland. No problem. Thank you for having me on for real. Yeah, yeah. You have a good one. Thank you, you too. All right. Once again, thanks a lot for coming on, Arland. Um, that was really good. Um, I did not know uh, until today when I was doing a little bit of research that he was related to Isaac Bruce. It's also kind of funny that he's never met, met Isaac Bruce. Um, uh, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rural and Rural Realtors. Uh, keeping clients safe, top priority for Joe. If you're buying or selling, he's got a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tours. You can reach Joe by phone at 319-325-7727 or joegaffey at ruralhomes.com. That's R-U-H-L homes.com. Uh, and you can also visit joegaffey.ruralhomes.com. Again, big thanks to Joe for being the first uh, sponsor of the Divine Line podcast. Um, kind of back to, you know, the allegations of racial bias here. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, it's tough for me to believe that these two assistants that are still on staff that are implicated in this stuff are not, at this point, going to face any punishment. Gary Barta said yesterday there's no personnel changes planned. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's any punishments planned, but like I said, we'll see with the, uh, you know, these personnel sheets or letters, I think he called them. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I One thing that stood out to me yesterday, and if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw the video of Kirk responding to the allegations made by Akram Wadley. Now, Kirk did not want to mention Akram's name, um, which is fine, but it's the first time that we've heard him respond to these allegations that Akram made about threatening to take away his meal card and then doing so. Um, We still don't know, you know, he said Brian Ferentz asked me he's going to rob a liquor store when he was wearing a team-issued face covering, I suppose you'd call it, um, during cold weather. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we can't get anybody to comment on that right now, but, you know, Kirk basically said that none of that's happened. He was having good conversations with, Ak- with Akram's mother up until the end of May. So do with that information what you will. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point. Um, and, to be honest, I'm glad that this independent review is over. Um, I think we can kind of start maybe thinking about a football season, although Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren sent out a letter uh, yesterday, I believe, that was obtained by 11 Warriors, which I think is an Ohio State blog, uh, that said he's still not convinced that there's going to be a fall football season, that Camps may be pushed back. The season may be pushed back. At this point, they're planning on doing a 10-game conference schedule. But, you know, it's with numbers rising everywhere, with uh, certain teams around the country having to to self-isolate because people are testing positive. Um, it's just, it. I cannot see it happening. And... Then, you know, you have the issue of, you have 126, 128, some FBS football teams. 
traveling around the country with a hundred players, coaches, support staff, probably. I mean, that, you know, the NBA is making the bubble work, but they only have whatever, 22, 24 teams there right now. And they've got good rules in place, it seems, for now. Um, I'm not even going to talk about baseball because it's going to make me angry. Uh, But I just don't see the logistics of having over 100 college football teams going around the country and 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 playing games it seems maybe more feasible for the NFL but still you have guys that are running into each other every single down and you know and then you have the you know so it's safe for Iowa to go to Ohio State or Rutgers or whatever but they can't go to Ames to play Iowa State I don't, I don't know what the difference is, to be completely honest with you. I have no idea what the difference is there or what what's, makes one worse than the other. I mean, I get that it's a conference schedule, but my goodness. I mean, it's, you know, first time since that Iowa and Iowa State will not have played each other since the late 70s, which is pretty wild. Um, I think we're a couple days away from maybe – Finding out about Luca Garza, I don't know if they're going to push back that deadline or not. They kind of going down to the wire here. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think he's going to take off with with there no, not being a guarantee of a basketball season. Why wouldn't you try to go make some money? I mean, I, you know, selfishly, as somebody who covers the team, I would love to watch. Uh, that team with Luca Garza this season. But I think he has to be a little selfish in a way and kind of think about his future. So we'll see. I still think there's a decent chance that he comes back, but like I said, the more it goes on, it just seems like maybe it is going to be a better choice to go to go pro. And even if he has to go play overseas or whatever, you know, you can make really good money. Aaron White has made really good money playing overseas. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, unless they say, hey, we're going to push it back till September, and then maybe he'll take the extra month. But like I said, with no guarantee of there being a season, who knows? I mean, everything is so fluid right now. Everything is so up in the air. Um, it's It's quite frankly a nightmare. Um, and I'm not sure how the NBA is making it work, but I did watch, I watched, uh, the, what was it? The Jazz and the Pelicans last night. Um, and that was, you know, I don't, I'm not really a big NBA fan. Um, I don't go out of my way to watch it. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just good to be watching live sports. I mean, I've, I've. I've enjoyed watching the Cubs, uh, even though their bullpen is an absolute nightmare. I didn't think it could get any worse after the last two or three years, but it has. So, I mean, I'm not even convinced that baseball is going to finish the season when you have the Marlins are basically drowning in COVID and, you know, other teams are test having people test positive. Um, and then, 
you know, the kind of product that they put on the field and they're having guys that are double A prospects playing in the majors that don't have any major league experience coming in and playing cold, you know, I just, I don't know, man. Um, but you know, it it still had, it's still live sports. It's been good to watch. I like it. Um, you know, just like when the premier league came back and I got to watch Liverpool win the premier league title, that was, you know, a big, big deal for me. Probably not anybody else that's listening to this. Um, but yeah, I. It's good to have some semblance of normalcy, normalcy back. Uh, but I'm like I said, not convinced that baseball is going to finish the season. But I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, um, I for all you any video game fans out there, I whipped out my old playstation 3 and ncaa football 14 for the first time in probably a year and a half or so the other day um and still can't get my i've been trying to get my ea sports account to work for two years now and if any i know it's a long shot but if anybody from ea sports is listening to this i hate your company you're a terrible company just let me get my allow me to get my profile to work um i can still play the game obviously but can't do any of the fun online stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that game, if they, I hope that they end up making another college sports game. Um, especially with next gen consoles coming out soon. Um, but I also hope that EA sports doesn't have the monopoly on it. Um, I hope that other companies are able to make college sports games because EA just pumps out the same piece of crap every year. And maybe it's a blessing that they, haven't made a NCAA football game since 20, I guess it came out in 2013. Um, because it probably wouldn't, it would be just like, you know, Madden now where it's the same thing every year, slightly updated graphics, stuff like that. Um, but I truly, truly hate EA. Uh, truly. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed Arlen Bruce today. Um, I think that's all for me. Uh, I'm working on getting a guest, an Iowa basketball player, for next week, hopefully. So uh, we'll see. Uh, look for it on Twitter at divine underscore Tyler. Um, and thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.